0: I'm Chief Conti of the Metropolitan Police Department. Distracted driving is putting lives at risk. Help us make Vision Zero a reality by keeping your eyes on the street. MPD is enforcing DC's hands-free distracted driving laws. One text or call can wreck it all.
1: Obtén los precios más bajos de la temporada en Macy's en todo lo que necesitas para la primavera Como un 50-60% menos en trajes, blazers y pantalones de sus diseñadores favoritos Compra más, ahorra más durante la gran venta de zapatos Recibe un 40% menos con dos o más pares, 30% con un par Y ahorra un 30-70% en joyas finas durante nuestra gran venta de diamantes. Además, descarga la aplicación de Macy's gratis hoy por aún más precios más bajos de la temporada Ahorra sobre precios en oferta y liquidación Aplica en excepciones
0: hello cleveland and welcome back to another edition of the Dogland podcast i'm your host jackson mccurry and rolling with me as always is my co-host anthony jokey anthony how's it going man
1: uh i'm doing good tired long day at work but uh you know doesn't stop us from getting on here and having a wonderful chat about our cleveland browns
0: no sir and uh it's our first victory pod of the 2022 season, even though it's preseason. I, I don't, I don't,
1: it's I don't pre-season, know about that. But
0: hey, it's preseason and a win's a win. So we get to talk about it regardless. But, yeah. but the first
1: the first unofficial victory pod.
0: Okay, that, that's fair. That's fair. But, um, you know, we're recording this on a Sunday night, but Friday night, Browns preseason opener against the Jacksonville Jaguars. It was very sloppy at the beginning. But like we said, the Browns put it together and – well, it's it's preseason. A win's a win, and the Browns took care of business down in Jacksonville, twenty-four to thirteen. Um, Anthony, a lot to take away from this game, but um, yeah, it's always good to come out of uh, and go to come out of a road game and pick up the W.
1: Yeah, uh, there's a lot, uh, probably more bad than good to take yeah. out of this game, uh, but they did get the win. Uh, it's certainly one of those ugly victories that unfortunately uh, is going to cost us quite a bit this year
0: without a doubt. And, you know, right at the beginning of the game, the second play of the game, uh, it just, you just knew something. It it was bad because Nick Harris, um, his knee buckles on a play, trying to hold up a defensive tackle and he immediately goes to the ground. They have to cart him off the field. Uh, they're still haven't diagnosed exactly what the injury said, but uh, what the injury was, but coach Stefanski said on Saturday that most likely it's season ending knee injury for uh, Nick Harris. And it's unfortunate because, you know, they let go of JC Treder in the off season, you know, everything was going to Nick Harris being the center taking over, um, which is big shoes to fill, obviously, for what Treder did for this organization for four or five seasons. Um, but to see it go down that quickly, second play of a preseason game, like it's very unfortunate because, um, you know, Harris put in the work this off season, you know, it's well-documented on building the Browns, how he uh, transformed his body to be ready for this, spent hours in the gym, you know, changing his diet, everything. And all accounts where he was having a good camp, like the offensive line was clicking. uh, And it's just unfortunate for uh, a young player like Harris in his third season, finally getting the opportunity to play and to see it all go, uh, to an abrupt halt.
1: Yeah. And one of the things we talked about on our last episode is or at least I know I did is I was really looking forward to watching him play. Like that was my main um, focus uh, that I wanted to, to pay attention to. And, you know, fortunately second play of the game, you lose them. And now uh, Ethan Pochick is is thrown into a role. Granted, he's been um, a, a starter before, so he has experience. But you know, now uh, I don't know if he was expecting to, to be a starter here, but now he's thrown into that role. And now, you know, this offensive line just has to try to gel as quickly as possible. Thankfully, there's still a couple preseason games left. Uh, you know, for them to work on things, but um they have to throw it together relatively quickly
0: yeah for sure i mean i don't think anybody foreseen this but they did sign Posick in free agency um you know on a one-year deal you know he was the starter for seattle the last couple years pff grades are average last year was his best year by far in terms of pff grades um they also brought in brock hoffman and dawson deaton um Deaton they drafted in the seventh round Hoffman they drafted or he was undrafted signing but it just seems like they're going forward with Posick there was you know the buzz that could they bring J.C. Tretter back you know he's been brought up with a couple teams Tampa Bay because they lost their starting center Um, but even Joel Batonio said today in his uh, press conference with the media he gets the sense that you know with Tretter being the president of the players union there might be animosity towards him and other presidents in the past I've seen like sometimes these guys don't get picked up when they're free agents, like teams just don't want to deal with it. I don't know if there's like animosity with towards being the uh, president of the players union, but he's still unsigned. Obviously the injuries have taken a toll on Treader as well. So, um, but it just seems like they're going to go forward with POSIC, see what they got with the reserves. Michael Dunn's been a center as well. So, you know, he could make the team now as a backup center, if he was on the bubble. So um. I feel like they're gonna be fine with Posic, especially when you got two all pro guards uh but um on each side, which should definitely make things easier for a guy like Posick, would have made things a lot easier for Harris in his first full season, but um not too worried yet about that position. And it helps that he's been taking a lot of snaps with Jacoby Brissett, so that chemistry is already there for whether it's the first six games or the whole season. So it's good that the quarterback, center exchange. Uh, it's already been working uh, throughout camp so far.
1: Yeah. And, you know, the I guess the biggest thing is, is you know, Bochy was your your depth at the position and now he's your starter. So now behind him, uh, you mentioned those couple guys there, you know, those two really need to step up and, and figure out, um, you know, who's, who's going to be his backup in case something happens. And, you know, like you said, though, having – two all pro guys uh, such as Teller and Betonio on both sides does make it a lot easier. Um, So any sort of, you know, transition and and stuff like that, I I think will go relatively smoothly, um, you know, for for the offensive line, uh, just thankfully because those two two vets are so good. It's it's highly unfortunate uh to, to lose Harris uh right away, but you know unfortunately in the NFL it's always next man up but you just got to roll with it.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, and hopefully you know Harris recovers from the injury, whatever it is, and he's able to come back. Although, like next year, it's make or break year for him. Coming off an injury, it's going to be a contract year for him as well because it'll be year four. Um and him being obviously a late round pick, he's on a four-year contract. So he's got to come back. And if he's the starting center, he's got to really show to whether it's the Browns or whatever team he moves forward to that he can be a starting center in this league. So it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out for the young man as well. Um, Anthony, we get to the game. Deshaun Watson, we did get to see him no suspension yet. Um, So we got to see him for the first time in almost two years in an NFL game, albeit being a preseason game. And, things just did not get off uh, on the right foot for Watson and the Browns offense. They could not get in any sort of rhythm. Um, His first throw was a rollout. He overthrew it to Anthony Schwartz. Um, You know, we'll get to Schwartz, obviously two balls, two extra balls thrown to him. Both were drops by Schwartz and just the offense could not get into a rhythm at all. The second drive was stopped with a Dearness Johnson fumble. Um, The offense just could not get into a rhythm and, It just did not look good, and obviously, you know the fans were booing, showing their dismay towards Deshaun Watson. Um, But it's just the offense cannot get into a rhythm, and it just was really sloppy those first couple drives for the Browns' offense.
1: I I I don't even know if sloppy does it justice. (laughs) um, To be completely honest, yeah, it it did not look good. Um, You know, we kind of figured there'd be some kind of you know rust that needed to be knocked off because he hasn't played um, you know, since the end of the 2020 season. Um, so, you know, he, he, he looked very, um, I don't know, anxious, I guess, uh, on that first rollout, you could just tell, uh, that he, he wasn't calm at all. And I, I think that, you know, that's not surprising with, with everything that has, uh, transpired. So, um, I don't know, you know, if he's gonna be able to play any of the rest of the preseason, or if that's all he all the game uh, time he's gonna get this year, depending on the on the suspension. Uh, but it, it definitely wasn't uh, an, an ideal showing, and you know, having a turnover, uh, a fumble the the second drive doesn't help uh, either. You know, when you only are able to complete one pass for seven yards. Um, you know, in, in your return. Uh, I don't I don't think the the Browns coaching staff uh certainly saw that coming, uh in terms of how you know the game shook out there early. Um, you know, he's just gonna have to continue to put in the work and uh we'll see if he gets an opportunity to play anymore uh this preseason. Uh I know they said today that uh, you know, they're going to be transitioning the first reps from Watson to Brissette, uh from here on out, uh, you know, because of the impending suspension. So we'll have to see uh, if we see him again in preseason. And, you know, if not, uh, you know, this first game is definitely uh, less than ideal uh, of this type of work you wanted to see uh, him get in.
0: Yeah, for sure, because, I mean, when you look at it, he didn't have Amari Cooper out there. Um, He had Cooper, or he had Njoku and Peoples-Jones, but Nj- uh, Peoples-Jones didn't get a target. I think Njoku had the one catch that he connected with, and it was for seven yards. You know, obviously didn't have Chubb and Hunt, didn't have Teller and Batonio. So it's really, like, people were criticizing him and judging his performance, and it was like, I mean, you can't really judge it when you don't have a bunch of your offensive line and all your skill weapons. Now that's no excuse, but at the same time, it is an excuse because you just, you don't get to see uh, what he can really do with all the talents surrounding him. Um, And you brought up the whole Brissette thing. Like people were kind of shocked that he did not play, but I think this was all according to the plan that Stefanski and the offensive staff had. And I think Andrew Barry and company had a say in it as well. Um, they They are transitioning, like you said, to, Brissett getting the majority of the reps. I think this is actually a perfect time. We got a month before the opener right now. Um, You get him the majority of the first team reps. You're still sprinkling in Watson there, Um, even though we know he's not going to be there the first six games, potentially longer. I think this is perfect. Like, I don't expect him to play in the next preseason game against Philly. I think you're going to see Brissett working uh, in these joint scrimmages that are coming up this week. And then they said he's going to play in the third preseason game. I think this is all according to plan. I think this is good. I think they all know that Brissett's the starting quarterback. He's being treated as such. And I think it's perfect how they're going about this plan now. I was kind of worried at first. But to see now the plan, now the the ball rolling with the plan of treating Brissett as a starter, it all is starting to make sense why he didn't play. And now they're starting to make that transition.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, there's... Obviously, you know, there's the the big plan for him to be the starter. I mean, if Watson suspended a full season, that could change. Uh, but, you know, that right now, you have to prepare with what you have. And, uh, you know, it would be good to see Brissett out there next week, uh, maybe for a series or two or maybe a little bit longer. It, it's weird because <laughs> – our our whole timeline is thrown off because we used to have four preseason games and you could always say that the the third one was like the the dress rehearsal. So is now the second one, the dress rehearsal? Is it still the third one? You know, it's just kind of like, it's weird to figure out this this new timeline because different coaches or coaches across the league are kind of treating it differently. Uh, You know, there isn't really some sort of uniform uh, way to approach it. Uh, now but um, it would be good to see percent on the field uh, hopefully we could get you know Cooper out there uh, Teller and, and Betonio, and maybe just see the full first team offense out there for a, a couple drives and see how that works out um, you know there's some other uh, people that Um, I'm curious to see how they could be integrated into uh, the main offense. You know, we'll talk about them here shortly, but um, you know, I I think as of right now, you know, they have a good plan uh, ready to go. And it's just a matter of seeing if it, uh, seeing if it works.
0: Without a doubt. So let's talk about Anthony Schwartz because he was a big focal point of Friday night's game for all the wrong reasons. You know, I've, Always had high expectations for him since he we drafted him coming out of Auburn. Obviously his rookie year was not great by any means because of injuries and inconsistency. And I was hoping this year he'd come back and you know be better. Um and then Friday night just did not get off to the right start. Um the two drop passes. It's just I don't know what to make of him at this point. Now I know that you know, maybe there's no how much chemistry and timing he's had with watson's probably hasn't been much but it's just he's like i don't know what to make of him like i want to say he's a lock to make this team because he was a high draft choice and he probably will make the team this year but i just would like to see more strides out of him now today he had a good showing at practice but like you need to start seeing it in games like he was a third round pick and you look at the wide receivers Anthony, that have been drafted in the first, second, and third rounds over the last several years. Most of these guys are immediate impact guys. The Browns took a flyer on Schwartz because of his speed and athleticism. He's obviously was not a great route runner, and this is something that he's had to work on. But it's like we're looking at it now where if he's going to be the fourth or fifth receiver, we kind of need him to do a little more and show more, especially in the preseason when guys like – People's Jones and Cooper aren't really being showcased. David Bell didn't play, obviously coming back from that foot injury. You would think we would see more, and expect, and we expect more out of Anthony Schwartz. And it's just, uh, it's making me wonder if this draft pick was a good one by Andrew Barry because we really haven't seen much out of him yet.
1: And it's unfortunate because you know last year early on he had, uh, you know those injuries and the concussion thing, and he just battled through last year. Uh, with various things and you know now he comes into the training camp this year uh you know fully healthy uh as far as we know and uh well,
0: no because he was hurt at oh, the beginning that's right. of camp yeah
1: That's right yeah he had that at the beginning of camp so i mean it, it's hard to to you know judge him right now um, i i i Think like you. I think he's locked to make this team just because of the lack of depth they have had receiver at this at this moment. Uh, you know his ability on, on special teams. Uh, who knows what plan they're going to go with in terms of kick returner. Uh, it was DeMarcus Bradley back there. I think I saw uh, for that one or uh, for a couple of those uh, kick returns early on. Uh, but uh, you know, there's certainly. A lot of things he has to prove, and it, it might be unfair, you know. This, you know, just going into your second year with your, with all the injuries and stuff that have happened already. Uh, but unfortunately, this is the NFL, and you know you have to produce. And you know, I I would tend to think if there's not much showing, uh, this year, then you know he definitely, uh, won't be you know, probably around for year three. Uh, And and that's if he makes it through this year. So, you know, he needs to bounce back and it's good. You mentioned in practice today about how he had a good show. And I'm very curious to see how he bounces back from, you know, this first week, maybe getting his you know feet under him a little bit, uh, you know, trying to heal up and, and everything, you know, hopefully he's able to bounce back and maybe propel himself into some kind of unique role because like you mentioned, he is very athletic. He's definitely a a speedy guy. So he could be, uh, you know, uh, a game changer on offense uh, if he can catch the football Uh, and, and that's, you know, unfortunately been uh, his biggest downfall. So uh, he has to make the most of his opportunities and, whatever opportunity he does get, you know, he just has to, to, to shine.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you you mentioned Bradley getting, getting the cracks at return. He had both kick returns, both punt returns. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, Schwartz can turn the corner at some point. Uh, you know, the hands are definitely an issue. It's got to get that going. Um, but we'll see you know like i'm i'm not ready to give up on him i know a lot of browns fans were riding him just cuz they expected more out of him this year but you know we'll see it's a long season um obviously if he was one of our top 3 receivers i think we would definitely be hitting the panic button right now but uh he's our fourth or fifth guy right now so uh, not ready to hit the panic button just yet but when you look at the whole wide receiver room anthony friday night they did not perform that well i mean Dalen Baldwin, who is a guy down on the bubble, was our leading receiver out of the wide receivers of three catches, 25 yards. Uh, Javon Wims had a catch for seven. Jamarcus Bradley had a catch for five yards. Peoples Jones didn't get a target. Like, obviously, Cooper and Bell weren't there, but, you know, it just, you got to wonder if they're in the front office or thinking, do we bring a veteran in? Do we bring in a Will Fuller or a Cole Beasley? Or we talked about in the last episode. Like, are they going to keep giving the young guys an opportunity or are they just going to finally, you know, after maybe this week, if they don't, if none of these guys show out against the Eagles in the joint practices or the preseason game, like, do they finally say, hey, let's go get one of these veterans and, you know, give us some surefire options in that wide receiver room?
1: Yeah, because you know, heaven forbid something happened to Amari Cooper or David Njoku. Don't you say know that. <laughs> You know, they're one injury away from it just being a complete disaster. In For terms sure, of the, you know, uh, with the receiving core, and I'm throwing Njoku the in there because I think that's how he's going to be mainly utilized uh, this season. Um, you know, it's it's unfortunate to, to think that way, but you know, uh, you can't. You know, always you know, be thinking about injuries, but you kind of have to be prepared. Um, you know, they they're gonna have to find somebody somewhere, uh, whether it's on their own team, somebody stepping up. Um, you know, Baldwin did make a couple good grabs, uh, from what I saw, uh, but you know, he's he's also a rookie, so you really can't count too much on that. Um, you know, it, it's just uh. It's a tough situation to be in, and i I know uh, if if they did have their first rounder this year, they they probably would have gone that route, but you know they obviously used it in the in the Sean Watson trade. Uh, you know, obviously going in next season, you you don't have it as you don't have one as well. This year they have their second round pick, right? I think they traded the third rounder. Uh, so, you know, that's always certainly going to be a possibility, you know, going into, into next year's draft. I'm not sure about free agency, uh, but uh, yeah, you know, they're kind of in uh, a situation right now where somebody on the team has to step up, if not more than one guy. Uh, otherwise, you know, you're going to be plucking guys that are, uh, you know, four, fifth, six off of somebody else's roster, you know, come cut down time and trying to insert them into, you know, the mix that you already have now. So um, the receiving group isn't in the best position, but on the bright side of it, at least you have two, three, very good running backs uh, on on this team, a couple that are able to catch passes too. So you can do do, uh, different things. Um, You know, you do have a very good tight end, uh as well Um, uh, i think he's gonna have a, a, a really good season this year and you know cooper does have a lot to prove so i i think that once he gets on the field uh we're gonna see quite a bit out of him
0: yeah him and david bell both you know once they both get out on the field because david bell's got a lot to prove because i think he got bumped down the boards because the speed and athleticism but i mean everybody you and I both seen it at Purdue. They do may play after play after play, especially in the big games. So, but once him and Cooper get out there, I think all the qualms about the wide receiver room are going to uh, cool down for a little bit. And. It, it, oh, I'll go ahead. Well, I was going to say this week, the Eagles are coming in. Jalen Rager has been a guy floated around in trade rumors. Um, and the OBR wrote a great article about guys that uh, could be on the trade market and the, among the wide receiver rooms and Jalen Rager was one of them. So if the Browns are interested in them, they're going to get a close uh, eye on them this week when they come into Berea.
1: The Venture X
0: card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift, the Eras tour presented by Capital One. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One travel.
1: Enjoy your stay in suite 13.
0: Whoa, thirteen! That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet?
1: Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Yeah, and you know that that's great too, but uh, you know, unfortunately, with the receiving group playing shuffleboard at quarterback doesn't help either. <laughs> so no, I don't know, think so. So yeah. you know, now that you're um, you know fully committing to Brissett right now as you know, your starter, you know, moving forward, you know, with the suspension and everything, hopefully, you know, things on, on offense can, you know, start to gel together. um, And, and these receivers can get, uh, you know, familiar with Brissette and everything and, and hopefully it works out.
0: For sure. For sure. Uh, Jump to some positives about the game. Jerome Ford. I mean, immediately, you know, after the Dearness Johnson fumble, we got to see Jerome Ford and, you know, Hasn't wasn't really talked about in camp all that much just because he's the fourth running back in a very talented room. But, you know, he made the most of his opportunities on Friday night, 10 carries for 57 yards, including a 41 yard run that got him, you know, towards the goal line. then he was able to punch it in. But he showed that he can do it on the receiving end as well. He was the Browns leading receiver with four catches for 45 yards and a touchdown. Um, Jerome Ford looked like he belonged on the NFL field. He averaged five point seven yards per carry. Um, showed he can do it out of the backfield. And, you know, I tweeted this out Saturday morning. I, You know, whether they move Kareem Hunt or whether they move to Ernest Johnson, I think towards the end of the camp, which is going to be a difficult de- decision either way, I think they feel really good about Jerome Ford and they were able to get him in the fifth round, which was an absolute steal. So uh, the decision is going to be difficult, but I feel like Jerome Ford is going to make that easier on them. Cause you're still gonna be able to ease him in as a rookie, but he showed that he can make an impact on the football field in a variety of ways.
1: Yeah, he definitely did. And, um, you know, I very much enjoyed watching him, uh, this week, uh, you know, play very very well. And, you know, this running back group that they have is, is probably the best, the best in the league to be completely honest. You know, it's so, well balanced and you know they just have uh talent after talent at the position so uh, you know if he's able to come in here and you know do different things catch passes out of the backfield break out break runs like he did uh on friday night uh it's going to be great for this team uh it certainly does make a couple people expendable uh you know whether that's hunt whether that's dearness obviously not nick chubb um uh, won't even entertain that thought. But, uh, you know, it, it's it was nice to to see him out on the field after hearing how good he's been throughout training camp and then to see that translate to the field, you know, out, out of your draft pick uh, is certainly a, a welcome sight.
0: There's a clip that Jake Burns uh, tweeted out Sunday morning where you just see he cuts inside and then Ford was able to just to shift and change direction instantly. And it's just like guys that can do that just cut and then shift. And like, he's got the speed too. Like, he's amazing. Like, you know, I knew he was good, obviously watching him at Cincinnati, but seeing him uh, with a backup offensive line creating holes and he's just able to jump cut and everything and just the speed to get away from guys. Like it's amazing. And like, I just can't wait to watch him again uh, this weekend against Philly. Like, I've been so impressed with them, like having him, like you said, it whether it's him, Kareem or D and Nick Chubb, like that's the best back uh, running back room in the NFL uh, bar none. Like people want to have that debate. Any Cleveland fan will, will say, Hey, we got three guys that can beat you in a variety of ways on the football field. Like some, some running back rooms only have one. We have three. And right now we have four with the earnest. So I mean, it's going to be a difficult decision by Andrew Barry, but uh, I don't think anybody's going to be mad when he has to make that decision.
1: No, no, it'll be the the initial shock, but uh, of it, but yeah, it's certainly not going to be a fun decision to to have to make. And yeah, I think one of the things with Ford, uh, people are surprised by his speed, but before Cincinnati, he was in the SEC. So you know, obviously being down there, you have to have some kind of speed, uh, especially at a position like running back. So um, I, I know that that thought probably gets, you know, overlooked a little bit, you know, with him coming from Cincinnati being a grad transfer. I think it was going over there. So, um, you know, he definitely has the speed and it was nice to see it on, on full display.
0: It wasn't just the SEC either, Anthony. It was Alabama. I mean, that just says right there he was exactly he was a reserve in Alabama and then went to Cincinnati and just dominated. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's no he's no fluke. He's no flash in the pan. Like, obviously, he was a highly touted recruit uh, going to Alabama and then transfer into Cincinnati to prove himself. And he definitely did that. Um, he wasn't the only rookie that proved himself Friday night. Um, you know, there was a couple others that really flashed. Uh, we mentioned Cade York. He made all his kicks, so as expected. But, you know, the other rookies that stood out, Martin Emerson, our top draft choice um, with the pick six, and he was obvi- and he was PFF's uh, top-rated defender on the Browns. And then Isaiah Thomas, two sacks. And, like, he's the guy that gets overlooked in that room just because the Browns added a lot of depth this offseason uh, to the edge room. But uh, he made the most of his opportunity. I thought he played great, like the two sacks, but he was very disruptive um, all evening long against Jacksonville. Um, but the rookies really showed out Friday night and that, that bodes well. Um, Andrew Barry has been drafting well since he took over as the GM and, uh, all those rookies made an immediate impact Friday night.
1: Yeah, it's very good to see, uh, you know, all those rookies make an impact. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, we didn't have a first round pick this year. So, you know, picking from the, the second round on, um, you obviously want those guys to, you know, have some of some sort of impact. And, you know, in that first game they were able to do so. Um, hopefully they can build upon that and, you know, continue to, you know, play well in, in whatever rotations that these coaches get them in on, on offense and defense. So um, I was very impressed with Emerson and that pick six he had, because he just straight up muscled that ball away from the receiver and and took it the other way he's a big dude like um you know the seahawks were so good for so long with that with that secondary because they had these bigger guys that were 6'1 6'2 and had these really long arms and they were Um, physical too and that's what i they're very physical and and yeah exactly I, i noticed that he was physical too um so hopefully who knows maybe there's something there you know if there is you know you're looking at four cornerbacks you got Denzel Ward obviously you have Greg Newsome uh who they drafted in the first round last year Greedy Williams in a contract year who played very well um, on Friday night and then you have Emerson so don't those forget are a,
0: don't forget A.J. Green
1: A.J. Green too so you got five guys um, that uh, you know with all the, the talented receivers in the division and across the NFL, you know, those are five guys that uh, hopefully can definitely make an impact uh, this season. Um, I, I think maybe Emerson could bring a little bit of physicality to that room. Um, you know, I you can certainly tell how uh, I think how much Greedy Williams wants it and. You know, just let him ball out this year. I don't know if there's any room uh, contract wise to to resign him, but uh, you know, th- this group I I think can be very very good uh, the secondary. Uh, maybe it's the deepest group besides running back uh, on this team, and, and probably offensive line. But uh, you know, they certainly have invested a lot into uh, into the secondary, and, and it's certainly paying off.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean when you look at the rookies as a whole, they don't, none of these guys really have to come in and have to make an immediate impact outside of Cade York. Cause Emerson
1: David Bell too. Oh, and David Bell. Yeah.
0: But he's the third wide receiver right now. So there's really not too much pressure on him. There is a little, just because of the depth in the room, Cade York's obviously the kicker and he seems like he's got no pressure on him at all. Even though, you know, people are trying to already crown him the next Phil Dawson. And, you know, he just kind of shakes that off, but, Emerson's the third or fourth corner right now. Not too much pressure on him. Um, with Greedy and AJ Green there and Newsom, obviously, and Denzel Ward. You know, Perry on Winfrey, who I've seen a couple disruptions out of him. You know, he's obviously got that dog in him, like he's been saying since he got drafted. Um, who are the other rookies? Uh Mike Woods obviously he's hurt, but there's not too much pressure on him because he's like the fifth or sixth wide receiver. Um But like none of these guys really had to make an immediate impact. Other draft classes in the past, Anthony, these guys have had to come in and be immediate guy, impact guys, whether they're starters or rotational guys. And they were really hyped up. There's no real pressure on the majority of this draft class this year. They can ease into their roles, develop, and just don't have to hurry up and have to be those impact guys that we've all been, uh, we've all made other rookies in the past have to be.
1: And that that's the best part about the state of the roster is, you know, all these guys that they brought in draft this year, like you mentioned, they don't have, there's no pressure uh, as opposed to in years past. And when you don't have the pressure, they're able to relax. They're able to learn. they are able to focus. Um, you know, they're able to, to sit and watch because there's very talented players in, in front of them in most of these positions. Like, you uh, you know, Alex Right, you got Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney in front of you. So what better two players to watch, uh, you know, so uh, there's a lot of talent on this football team and and thankfully, you know, the draft cap class can uh, sit there and watch and, and, you know, maybe push these guys quite a bit uh, to be better. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I just think the, the state of the roster is is in really good shape uh, when you're able to to do that. So, um, except maybe receiver, but we've discussed that already. But uh, you know, being the roster being in the position that it is in right now is why the Browns are picked to win so many games, and obviously the quarterback thing. But um, You know, this is a very talented roster from from top to bottom. And when you get rookies that uh, could potentially make an impact, it makes it even better. So uh, this team on paper is really good. It just has to translate onto the field this year.
0: Without a doubt. Um, Was there anybody else Friday night that really stood out to you or just you thought had a rough going and there's like a concern like, I don't know if this guy's. This guy might be on the bubble. This guy's definitely not making the roster. Like, did anybody stand out in a good way or a
1: bad way? Um, I don't think so in a bad way. Uh, I know there is a, a kicking battle with the punts uh, uh, with the punter. Uh, I thought both guys did a decent job uh, for the four total punts that they did have. Um, you know. There, there's certainly a, a ton of position battles. I, I, I watched the, um, you know, the interior defensive line and, you know, you saw guys like Tommy Togiai get in there, uh Perion Winfrey. So, you know, I, I just wanted to continue to see those guys do a good job and, you know, hopefully show something, uh, you know, this season, uh, because there's certainly that question mark there. Um, so I, I just want to continue to see those guys perform well.
0: Yeah. Uh, for me, D'Anthony Bell, who is one of our reserve safeties, I thought he had a great showing out Friday night. He had a really big hit. And he also, I think, had a forced fumble. I think he punched a ball out. Uh, the peanut punch, uh, you know, from Peanut Tillman from the Bears. Um, I thought he had a really good showing. I thought um, Tony Fields was like our first action. We got to see him as a linebacker. I thought he played well. Um, offensively, was it Ben Petrula? Who's one of the undrafted free agents. He was playing right tackle. I do not see him making this team at all by any means as a reserve. Um, obviously Chris Hubbard's there, Jack Conklin's there. So there really wasn't a spot for him. Maybe he makes the practice squad, but, um, I thought he got obliterated. He would just kept like Josh Dobbs had like no time to throw sometimes just because Petrula was getting, uh, messed up. And I mentioned Josh Dobbs. I thought he played well, you know, like we, he's been a backup in Pittsburgh the last few years. Didn't see him much outside of like a wildcat offense where he would run because he is dynamic that way. But I thought he played extremely well um, as the backup quarterback Friday night. I thought Josh Rosen even played well too, but you know, Josh Dobbs for, for a guy that's only thrown like 18 passes in his NFL career. He looked the part of a backup quarterback. Now I don't, want to see him out there by any means this season whether unless it's victory formation but I thought he did really well uh command leading the offense commanding the offense driving them down um for touchdown drives he he did his part and that was one of the guys that really stood out to me Friday night
1: yeah you know there's certainly you know a lot of guys on this roster that that um Got to have to prove things, and you know to see those guys be able to contribute a little bit. What were your thoughts on on Griffin Stewart? He did have a few catches. Uh, you know, there's certainly the the, the backup tight end. Uh, I don't. I guess maybe the third tight end. Yeah. Or third or fourth tight ends are are up for grabs. He he had a few catches. Do you have any any thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I mean he he played well, but I just think like I don't know if tight end three is on the roster yet. It might be him it might be Miller forestall. Um, I was hoping to see more out of Santos Silva. Didn't maybe we'll see him more this week against Philly. And then obviously the final preseason game, but I just still think that's up in the air. I mean, Griffin Stewart was with Minnesota. Uh, He's floated around the league a little bit. Maybe he's the third tight end, Um, but I just still feel like that guy's not on the roster yet. I could be wrong, but I just, nothing really stood out. I, keep thinking maybe Johnny Stanton makes the team as the third tight end. I mean, he's not big enough. He's only six, two, but last year and this year, when they threw him the ball in the preseason, he made plays, he made catches. He had a 20 yard catch Friday night. Uh, we know what he can do as a blocker. Um, you know, maybe they carry four tight ends. I doubt it. We're going to have to do a roster uh, prediction episode here in the next week or two. Uh, but I still feel like that position's to be determined still. And I don't know if tight end three is on the roster just yet.
1: I guess it. I guess it depends on how the the rest of the wide receiver room shakes out. Um, you know, if they have to add a couple guys, or you know, if a couple guys that they have now just don't make, you know, just don't make it. Because um, we we know that Stefanski does uh, enjoy uh, having multiple tight ends and using them. So. Uh, they just have to, you know, find a couple of these guys. And you know, I think you're right with Stan. I, I think he probably will make this team. Uh, you know, he can carve out a nice role in blocking, you know, for the run, uh, even pass blocking and, and you know, using him in past situations at certain times. So uh, there's definitely an, and a good opportunity here for him. And I, I, like you, I think he uh, will make this team as well.
0: And the other, the one final thing I want to bring up because we talked about Isaiah Thomas, Chris Odom made a sack. Isaiah, Isaiah or Isaac Rochelle, easy for me to say. Um, he had a sack as well. I think the edge room is going to be interesting because obviously we know Clowney and Garrett are going to make it. I'm not penciling in Chase Winovich yet. I didn't see much out of him. Um, I saw more out of the other guys, so I think that room is going to be interesting. Um, They were probably hoping Isaiah Thomas could slide into a practice squad, but if he keeps playing the way he did Friday night, he probably won't. So that's why I think the edge room is going to get interesting, especially if he keeps playing. Uh, Winovich, we got to see more. There may be a reason why Belichick was willing to flip him for Mac Wilson, who played well for New England. So... I think it's going to be something to watch because obviously Alex Wright's going to be in. So who's going to be edge four and who's going to be edge five? Cause I think there's some guys in there that are going to make a case uh, these next couple of weeks of preseason and training camp.
1: Yeah. And it also depends on, you know, how that defensive interior shakes out too. You know, if a couple of those guys, you know, that are listed on def- as defensive ends can, you know, bump inside for a, a, a down or two in certain situations, you know, maybe they keep, you know, f- Five or six of those defensive ends, as opposed to maybe only four of the interior guys. So um, it's just a matter of figuring out the numbers game, like you mentioned. We'll have to do a a roster uh, prediction here, uh, maybe maybe next week after the second preseason game, uh, kind of break that down a little bit.
0: For sure. Um, as we wrap things up, Anthony, is there anything else you want to hit on?
1: Um, nothing. Brown specific, but just a a mini five second rant. Go ahead. Can we stop with the super over the top preseason reactions? (laughs) Because it wasn't only the Browns fans, but it was just you know being on Twitter and that's probably my own fault. Uh it's on
0: on it's on Facebook too. It's everywhere.
1: I mean, th- these guys are, are playing their first preseason game. It's a, a glorified scrimmage, and we're sitting here overreacting uh, like crazy, and it's just absolutely unnecessary. And you all need to find something better else to do with your time if you have to sit there and, and just go absolutely crazy after two snaps in the preseason.
0: What do you mean? Kenny Pickett's going to the Hall of Fame now, Anthony? Oh, he had God. a game-winning
1: drive. Uh, well, that, that bode well for my Dynasty fantasy football team. But other than that, um, you know, uh, I'm I just very tired of seeing those uh, overreactions.
0: I, I agree with you because i seen people say, like, oh, David Bell better be good. Like, I know, like, Pickens and Sky Moore and these other receivers that were drafted – around pick 44 when the and the Browns obviously moved down like they had good games but Sky Moore has like I think Mahomes was playing they gave Mahomes throwing it to him like Mahomes makes receivers look really damn good he's a great quarterback he's probably the best one in the league but like can we can we pump the brakes just a little bit and relax it's a preseason game like Brandon Whedon had great preseason games Terrell Pryor tore up the league in preseason like we we can go we could probably make a preseason heroes team, Anthony, of like guys that balled out in the preseason and never did anything in the league.
1: Like oh, we could do that with just the Browns for sure. That's what I'm
0: saying. Like <laughs> Thaddeus Lewis is the Browns preseason quarterback.
1: And James he, Davis, the running he back. We did have that those couple good regular season games. He I'll did. give them, I'll he give did. them those.
0: But it's just the overreaction. It's like and like I was so glad. Like Friday night I went to a rubber ducks game. Like I seen Nick Harris got carted off and I was like, I put my phone away and I watched the baseball game and I was like, I'm not, I'm glad I'm not home watching the game. Cause I probably would have been freaking out. But after watching it Saturday morning, I was like, it's going to be okay. It's just, it's going to be okay.
1: It'll all be, it'll all be all right. Um, all right. Can, I, can I throw in a Brandon Whedon stat that I saw that just makes things really funny. Please I think go, I shared just, it to
0: just, our... just go ahead. Cause I know you, I, everybody I wants should. to pick on me for liking Brandon Whedon. So just, Give it to me.
1: So, I saw uh, all four AFC North quarterbacks are younger uh, right now than Brandon Weeden was when he was drafted, and the Browns started him. So, that's <laughs> I did great, see that. That's a great yeah. statistic. It's
0: the it's the changing of the guards of the AFC North. We got all the uh, the young all the young kids are taking over the division now.
1: Oh yeah, for for sure. Which is funny because even Trubisky's younger and he's been in the league for a while. Sixth year, 17th,
0: six year, 17, Oh, this is no, year five. Cause, or no, this is year six because this is year six for no, I don't remember. It's our sixth season. Okay, it's his sixth season. So yeah, you're right. Because we've been doing this five years and it's our sixth Brown season we've covered. And that was his rookie year. So and Watson's yeah. rookie year too. Yeah, crazy. So as we wrap things up, you guys can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony Jokey. You can follow me on Twitter at Jack McCurry zero eight and The Dogland at The Dogland. Um, If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, be sure to leave us a review. Follow us, subscribe, share with your friends and family. Uh, We'll be back later this week with some more content um, to get you guys ready for Browns Eagles preseason. We'll talk about the joint scrimmages and all that as well. And as we get on out of here, as always. Go Browns.
1: Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. You just bought a home in the suburbs,
0: but no one told you about all the birds, specifically this one, who seems to be calling out Roy. 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 Roy, but who exactly is Roy? And why doesn't he ever respond? Right. Maybe Roy is just bird speak for save with progressive by bundling your home and auto. Right. I guess until Roy answers, we'll never know. Right. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Leftovers. Or <laughs> ch- 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 the DMV. Number 97. Or ch- 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 house cleaning. Or ch- ch-
1: ch-